It is vital to know and apply the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Knowing God's Word brings freedom and rest. Jesus called us to walk worthy of our calling, His calling. How do we do that? How? By knowing His Word. Knowing His Word means we have everything we need to be who God created us to be and everything we need to do whatever he has called us to do. Join me as I delve into the word of God to hear what he has to say through the study of his word. Welcome to the Women's Bible Study Studio. Thank you for choosing to delve into the Word of God and to hear what the scripture says about our joy in Jesus Christ. Ladies, Jesus is our joy. And thanks for joining me, your host, Kathy Sizemore. And we have the privilege of knowing the Almighty God who has given us so very much. He has given us everything we could ever desire in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When we think about what God has done, we experience a tremendous joy. The scripture calls it joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let's read it for ourselves. Turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says this, whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. It says, in whom we rejoice with inexpressible or unspeakable joy, full of the glory of God. That's Jesus. We rejoice in Jesus and what he did on the cross awesome. God is awesome. And he has given us his righteousness for our unrighteousness. Let's go back to the beginning of this chapter in 1 Peter and start at verse 1. The believers at this time were experiencing persecution and scattered. We experience persecution at times in various forms and in various intensities. In this country, we have the freedom to express our faith openly and call on Jesus as our Lord and Savior without fear. Well, at this time, the early church was experiencing, as I said, persecution because of their faith in Jesus. Peter was exhorting the church to continue in the faith and to believe that their perseverance would result in blessing. Let's go to the scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1 starts out by indicating the writer, Peter the Apostle. It says, this letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing, he says, to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more 
grace and peace. Awesome. God has chosen us long ago, before we were born, before the earth was ever created. And his spirit has made us holy. This is something we can be eternally thankful to God for. Well, verse 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So here we see that God is protecting us. We have an inheritance and he has protected us. It is far beyond the reach of any uh, change or any decay. So be truly glad, it says. Therefore, it is, uh, there's wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire is tested and test and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. That is with your natural eye. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. There we see that inexpressible, unspeakable joy. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. So we do know that Jesus was born a virgin birth and he went to the cross and died on the cross. These prophets wanted to know what was the Spirit uh, pointing to? What was the Spirit talking to them about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward? Well, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you and for me. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly awaiting and watching these things happen. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. 
And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. That's foreigners and strangers. For you know you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with more or mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Jesus, the sinless, the spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Praise God. God has been revealed. The mystery has been revealed. And we have salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The scripture goes on to say, through Christ, you have come to trust in God. And you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Jesus from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again. But not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scripture says, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. How wonderful. The word of God has been established in heaven forever, and we can count on God's word to reveal truth. And that word that word is the good news which was preached to you this is why the bible tells us we rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy or we experience joy unspeakable and full of glory we are exhorted to remember god's grace and the salvation he has given us we are also admonished to remember that Our trials will reap great rewards as we continue in the faith of Jesus Christ. As we study the topic of joy, the book of Nehemiah comes to mind. The book of Nehemiah also gives us a wonderful account in scripture of how the joy of the Lord is given to us through the Spirit. The book of Nehemiah gives us and tells us how people with a willing heart prompted by the Holy Spirit respond to God's calling, um, calling him back, calling them back to himself. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's Nehemiah 8.10. Knowing the Lord and experiencing God's love and the forgiveness Jesus died to give us prompts joy in our spirits. In this passage of scripture, Nehemiah told the people of Israel, This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not grieve? What did Nehemiah mean by this statement? 
It is important to note that Ezra, the priest and teacher of the law, read the law from the book of the law before the nation of Israel. Ezra and other priests read the law at the assembly of the people from daybreak until noon. The people who had requested the reading listened attentively. The other priests, and there were 14, expounded as well to bring understanding. They were there to assist Ezra to make the scripture clearly understood by the assembly. This is something I read in my study of this book of the Bible. The other priests were ministering there in the public square at various places or stations as the people listened. So there was more than one priest and there was more than one station. Ezra was not the only priest disseminating the word of God at that time. Ezra could not have been heard by everyone who attended the gathering of the people. So it was impossible. So the other priests were there teaching the people the word of God at various places. So they read in the book of the law distinctly, the scripture says, and gave the sense and caused them, the people, to understand the reading. That's Nehemiah 8 verse 8. Once the scripture was read, the people responded with weeping because of what they heard. They realized that they had not kept the law and were sorrowful. They responded similarly to how we would respond. God's church, his people, we respond when we hear the word of the Lord. They were then filled with joy as Nehemiah explained what their proper response should be to what they heard. The context of this event was that it was one of a series of events that led Nehemiah uh, to Jerusalem to lead the people back to God. As I said, the people were sorrowful, they wept. This is a proper response. But Nehemiah knew they had to understand that Jesus, that God had provided uh, his forgiveness, that God had provided his grace and his mercy. And in that, they could have joy. So the proper response was to rejoice. As I said, the context of this event was one of a series of events that led led Nehemiah back to Jerusalem to lead the people back to God. God placed it on Nehemiah's heart to rebuild the wall and the city. He embarked on a revitalization initiative and registered the current inhabitants of Jerusalem to encourage the people to reside within the city and to promote a revival of the city and its inhabitants. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 says, Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So, Nehemiah said, I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me to Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchers, that I may build it. The wall was broken down, and the gates burned with fire, the scripture states. The Jews had returned from captivity, and there was a remnant that remained in the province of Shushan. Now, Shushan is a familiar city, and if you remember, that's where Esther was made queen, 
and King Ahasuerus ruled. Well, Nehemiah um, was there. Nehemiah made a request to rebuild the wall. His request was granted. And uh, Nehemiah states that his request was granted because of the gracious hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord was on him, so the wall was rebuilt. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15 states this. After the wall was rebuilt, the people gathered together in the square to request the reading of the law. And the first verse in chapter 8 states this. The word of the Lord convicts us of our sin, and we respond to God by the Holy Spirit, like the nation of Israel during the assembly. The Benson Commentary states that sorrow for sin must not grow so excessive as to hinder the joy in God and the cheerfulness in his service. So we cannot be so sorrowful that we are uh, incapacitated, that we are kept from usefulness in his service. The commentary goes on to say the people wept out of a deep sense of guilt, great guilt, and extreme uh, danger by reason of their guilt. So like the people of Jerusalem, we can take heart and we can be glad for the forgiveness of our sin. We know that Jesus paid the tremendous price in our place so that we can find joy in Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, that we have forgiveness of our sins and that we have joy in you. Now, anytime we express joy in Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, it is not a flippant, careless, or thoughtless expression born out of selfishness or ignorance. It is because we have a gift, the gift only God can give us through Jesus Christ, his Son. Well, now that we have heard all this, it is a good time to pray. We thank you, Father, for joy unspeakable, full of glory. We thank you, Father. Words cannot express all that you have done. If we had 10,000 tongues, we could not sing it or say it all. Father, we thank you and praise you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died in our place and who has given us great joy. A joy unspeakable, full of glory, your word says. A joy that no man can take away. A joy that you have given us. A joy grounded and founded in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for your word. Your word has been settled in heaven. It stands forever and we are grateful and we are glad. We thank you, Father, for this time with you. We thank you for this time in your word. Praise you, and it is in the name of Jesus we pray this prayer. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me in the Women's Bible Study Studio. Thank you for taking time to listen to the Word of God. Read and study God's Word every day. And remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It is important to speak a word of encouragement to someone who may need to hear a word from the Lord.
the scripture says, pray and do not faint when we are faced with any kind of concern. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. We should be sure to take the time to pray to God our Father every day. The Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 13 through 18, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Remember to pray in faith and do not doubt. Do not give in to fear, opinions, or hatred. This world is full of concepts, belief systems, and opposition to Jesus Christ. That is not our concern. When I say our, I mean Christians, the whole entire body of Christ. You have brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid. Pray to God our Father. Be sure the Bible is true. Any opposition to any one of his people is opposition to God himself. Remember, the battle is the Lord's. Pray and he will answer.